Welcome back to Making Sense with Nidia. I am Nidia, your host. This is our second episode, which is about our first crush, our first heartbreak, and our first love. This one won by a landslide. I'm talking 20 plus votes on love and like two votes on the other topics. So yeah, this one was very popular. And what I'm really interested in is the fact that a lot of people voted, but yet only about three, four people shared. So what that told me is that you're really interested in interested in knowing what my first crush and first love and first heartbreak was. So I'm definitely going to give that to you today. Uh, before I get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listened to the first episode, who's uh, followed and has um, given me, us feedback and shared with your friends. Everything is appreciated and everything is needed. Please make sure that you continue to follow our Instagram at Making Sense with Nidia and my personal Instagram at Nidia Awesome so that you are up to date on the content that we're sharing on here. So again, thank you very much and let's get started. Okay, so I don't remember having a crush on anybody until I was in third grade, but in first grade, I know someone had a crush on me. So I want to talk about that one first. And uh, his name was Marcos. Again, we were in first grade. He was light-skinned, very, very, very light-skinned. He was like a reddish or orangish head headed kid. I don't remember. I think it was more like on the orangey side. He had bright I think it was blue eyes. He had really bright blue eyes and he had freckles everywhere on his face, on his arms, on his back. Yes, I even knew it was back because one time we had like a, a pool day at work, pool day, well, like a water day. And yeah, I remember I was just like, oh my God, this kid is covered in freckles. And at the time I thought freckles were gross. I want to apologize for my ignorant ass. When I was in first grade, I was super ignorant. I thought freckles were so gross, which is why I was so not interested in him. Within the first week of first grade, he professed his dying love to me. I'm I'm not kidding. This guy, this kid was so romantic. He told me he was in love with me. I was the most beautiful girl and he wanted to be with me. First of all, <laughs> first grade, you guys, this is, we're like six or seven years old. I'm like, I'm not interested. That's too much. You're coming on too strong and you have a lot of freckles. Again, I was ignorant. But he, I do remember him being so cute. He was clean cut. His mother had him so clean. His shoes were always clean. His shirt was always white as heck, tucked in, always fresh. His hair was always parted to the side, fresh cut. This mother's, this child's mother was just, oh, he had, she had him looking so put together. Um, but I was not interested. I just did not like him. And he would profess his love to me like constantly. And I would always just think, no, bro, like I'm not interested. Ew. I didn't want to have a boyfriend. Um, I had a lot of friends and so did he. And he would tell all my friends and his friends that I was his girlfriend. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yuck, 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 yuck. I was ignorant because I thought his freckles were yuck. But I literally did not think anything of boys at the time. But now, again, now that I'm older, I've, I just I have to give his mom's props for 
raising such a romantic child and such a clean cut child. He was so clean cut. He was fresh. And um, if I could turn back time, I would apologize to him for being so mean. I was such a mean bitch to him. But he was the first person to crush on me and professes love to me, which I mean, it was really cute. Now, like I said, I don't remember crushing on anybody until I was in third grade. And in third grade, I've had my first two major crushes and they're major because one was an actual kid. And then the next one, I had a crush on my teacher. So in third grade, I sat next to this kid who reminded me of Arthur's friend, Arthur from PBS, like the hand meme. Um, his name in the show is Baxter ba Baxter Baxter or I think I'm not sure, uh, but he was Arthur's best friend, the bunny. And he reminded me of him, Henry. His name was Henry. I sat next to Henry. He was tall, super tall. His hair reminded me of Bugs Bunny, of Arthur, um, like the superhero Bugs Bunny. And I don't know what it was, but he just gave me that vibe. And I was, I, first of all, I keep saying first of all, but yes, first of all, <laughs> um, I loved Arthur. I was obsessed with Arthur. So I, maybe I had a crush on Arthur. I don't know. But I was crushing on this kid, Henry, and he looked like uh, Arthur's best friend. He had uh, green eyes and he was super tall and light skin. That's all I remember about him. Honestly, our interactions were short to nothing because he was super shy. I don't think, I don't even know if he was funny. I don't know if he was smart. I don't know if he freaking talked. I mean, this kid was so quiet and shy. So I guess I just liked him because he was cute. But so that was my first crush. And then now that I'm older, I realized that I had a crush on my teacher. Um... Her name was Miss Linares. She was my third grade teacher. And she was a bad bitch. Probably the first bad bitch I knew. Uh, she was so hot. Like now that I think about it, I'm like, oh my God. She was like the like a Cuban Barbie doll. She was tall, slender, really small waist, really nice curves. And she had like really long legs. Her skin was beautiful. Like it was so, it was like a glowing skin. She was beautiful, beautiful woman. And um, I remember, this is what I remember about her. She was a smart mouth. She was so, she talked so fast because she's Cuban. She talked so fast. Sometimes I would have to be like, whoa, whoa, ma'am, slow down. The Spanish, I, I don't understand it because uh, their Spanish is very different from Mexican Spanish. So I had to like double take sometimes. And one time she took us all out. Well, not all of us. She took like the top 3% of the class out. And that was me. Um, and we went to the movies and then she was supposed to, oh, went to the pizza and then she was supposed to drop us off at my mom's, me and my friend. And my mom wasn't at home or something. So we had to stop at her house really quick. And I asked to go to the bathroom. I had to pass by her master and her closet was like, like her, you pass the closet and then you would go to like the toilet. And I saw in her closet really quick that she had like all this hair there. Apparently she wore, um, I think she wore wigs and she also had like weaves sewn into her head. But at the time in third grade, I associated 
wigs with baldness. So I was like, oh my God, Miss Lee Nunnis is bald. <gasps> the deception. Again, you guys, I was so ignorant. Honestly, yeah, I was so ignorant when I was a child. But anyway, um, and I just thought like I couldn't see her the same. She was still hot, but I was just like, oh my gosh, she's bald. I was so stupid, you guys. But yeah, now I know I had a crush on her. I had a big crush on her. She, I can still remember exactly what she looks like. And she, I can't, I've tried looking for her, like, but I don't remember her first name. And I've, she, her name might not even be Miss Linares anymore. I don't know why anybody wouldn't have snatched her up already. She was gorgeous. So if you guys know who I'm talking about, let me know. She was hot. And I think she was there up until fourth grade because I don't remember seeing her in fifth grade. So maybe that's also why I can't find her. I don't know. But those were my first friend. We were best friends from first grade all the way to fifth grade. I shared everything with her. Second grade, I ate all her food all the time. I was like uh, the skinniest kid growing up, like as a child. And then after third grade, I just blew up literally like from there, I've never gone back. I've just been uh, a, a fat girl. But I ate her lunch in second grade because her mom would make her tortas and she would never eat them. And I'd be like, oh, my God, done, donezo. So I want to place some blame on her for me blowing up. But anyway, um, I had no siblings until I was seven years old. But when I was seven, I had a newborn brother and he was a pain in my ass. So I didn't care about him like that yet. So she was like a sister to me. I literally, like, we would spend weekends together and we did everything together. She was literally the sister I never had and my bestest friend. I went to a school, an elementary school, where once it was after fifth grade, you had to go to a whole different school and that was middle school. Now, I know a lot of people had good experiences in middle school, but I had the worst time in middle school. I fucking hated middle school and the middle school I attended was ghetto as shit. So if you know me back then, you know how I really feel about middle school. I learned the hard way that I was no longer a part of my best friend's life and I was no longer her best friend. And that happened during Valentine's Day. I want to say it was either sixth grade or seventh grade, but I basically brought her like a Valentine's Day present. And when I went up to her to give her this present, she gave me a look that was kind of like so shook. I don't know if she looked at me with a, oh my God, I forgot about you. Or, oh my God, you still think we're friends? Or, oh shit, I forgot this girl existed ever kind of look. I think I went with all three. And I shook it off really fast and said like, cause, because she was so apologetic that she completely forgot about my life about me and her life. So I was like, don't worry about it. It was a quick present, like no big deal, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she, when I gave this to her, I also felt stupid because she had gotten so many presents herself. She was the cutest girl, one of the cutest girls. She was so pretty. Um, she is so pretty. And though all the kids had a crush on her, so she had all these Valentine's Day gifts. And I just felt like we completely had drifted apart and we were completely done and we were in two different worlds um a world where she didn't need me anymore and I still kind of needed her so I went home and I cried 
for days. And my mom was like, I'm so sorry what happened. I told her and she loved her. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Sometimes that happens, you know, but you'll find other friends. And I was like, no, I won't. She was the one. She was my best. She was my sister. Even to this day, when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, that was, it was, it was a real heartbreak. Like I, I could remember just feeling so sad and disappointed and heartbroken. That's like the best word heart. I was so heartbroken, but that was my first heartbreak. I was in sixth or seventh grade and it was my best friend. To be honest, my first love, I'm not a hundred percent sure anymore. It feels so long ago that this happened. I've been with Krishan, my fiance, for over 10 years, and I'm trying so hard to remember how I felt before her, and it it just doesn't, I can't, I can't think of anything, and I can't be sure if I was in love with this person or that person, because I have been with her for so long, and that this, not that, but this has been true love. And so I feel like I don't know if I was or if I wasn't in love. But I think the first time I thought I was in love was with my first serious boyfriend, which was Miguel. And that happened eighth grade through uh, the end of freshman year. And I think I was in love. I'm not, I, I'm not 100% sure anymore. We had a relationship that I thought was good for me at the time. And I think, honestly, now that I think about it, I just wanted to be in a relationship because all my friends were. And I wanted to feel like I wasn't just the ugly, fat best friend because that's how I felt at the time. And this was my own toxic mindset, but that is kind of why I wanted our relationship for all the wrong reasons, of course. And that's why I kind of feel like maybe that wasn't love, but I thought I was and I really wanted to be. But that was my first love, I believe, like my idea of love. My section has come to an end. I was going to talk about Krishan. I had actually recorded that already and put it in, but I I now, after re-listening to all these all these little clips that I had to make, I realized I don't want to touch on that subject because that is my real love right now. And I've learned so much from it. I want to make a whole episode on its own about love. And I feel like that's best suited because there's so much to say. But also, she was my first girl. Like, well, this is so messy. I crushed on girls, but that was different because she was someone that I actually had a relationship with clearly and fell in love with. So I want to make a separate episode where I talk about those feelings coming to terms with, you know, oh my God, I think I like a girl. Oh my God, I think I love a girl. So I will talk about Krishan and I in a separate episode. So I am sorry because I know there were some people who were expecting me to talk about it, but I will make a whole episode about that. And that is my end of these first crush, first love, first heartbreak. Now I'm going to read what people have sent me. Moving on. Now I have a few people that wrote in. So I'll start with my mom actually wrote in and she 
talks about her first crush and she writes, uh, his name was Jorge, but they called him Chili Face because kids are evil. Apparently his face looked like a jalapeno. I, I don't know. That's again, kids are evil. I was 12 years old and we met at a school dance. I was a quiet and shy girl, but I loved to dance. Jorge asked me to dance and I fell for his dance moves. I remember feeling butterflies and urged to throw up and had sweaty hands when I saw him. That perfectly describes a crush, you know, like feeling the butterflies, feeling an urge to throw up, I guess. I don't think I ever felt that. He did. And I do remember the sweaty palms. Uh, yeah, that was her first crush. She didn't write about her first love. And I want to say her first love was my real, my biological father. Anyway, moving on. Our next one is uh, comes from Jasmine, who is my sister. And it's about her first crush. She wrote in and said, my first crush was Joshua. He was shorter than me, but my seven-year-old self did not care. I was in first grade, and I remember thinking he was cute. We were playing tag one day during recess, and my dumbass had to go pee, and my teacher didn't let me go to the restroom. I was it, and I had to go down the slide to catch him. And as I was going down the slide, I peed myself. I had a skirt on, and I told him that I had dropped my water bottle. Ah, uh, young crush. I don't know why he believed me, but maybe he had a crush on me too. Okay, you guys. <laughs> when she, when I read this, I was dying because I remember this. What's hilarious is she, okay, little short snippet about my sister. She's the bestest. She's my best friend and she's great. But she was a pathological liar when she was a child. I remember <laughs> my mom picked her up and when she came home, she was still in her pee pants or her pee skirt. And I was like, you smell like pee. And she got so mad at me. And that was it. I was just an evil sister and just made fun of her. The end. And then later on, I remember her t telling me this story for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember that because you were still sitting in your pea skirt at dinner and you didn't change. Oh, it was hilarious. Anyway, that was from Jasmine. Now, Jasmine also shared, shared her first love. Jasmine's first love is uh, JJ her current love, JJ, she says, it took him a long time, almost a year, just to ask me for my number. He found a way to get my number when I showed him a picture of my four dogs on the bed, and he said, my mom would never allow that. You should send me that picture. And so I did. I noticed he would always talk to my mom after choir practice. I guess he was trying to win her over. He brings out the best in me. He is supportive of everything I do and pushes me towards my goals and aspirations. He never wants me to pay, always wants to hold everything for me, and is always helpful. I never knew that being in a relationship and in love in general is not supposed to be toxic. But then he showed up and has showed me how to be treated and be respected. So, yeah, my sister... Um, is in love and she does have her real serious boyfriend like non-toxic not hiding it so far he seems to be a good guy 
I don't know if you guys know this. Like, if you don't know me in real life, I am very toxic when it comes to men. I am a firm believer that 99.8% of men are trash. I know if you're listening to this and you're a guy and you're like, oh my God, this bitch, I'm sorry. But I have high hopes that JJ is a good guy. And so far, he's treated my sister with nothing but respect. And he is very helpful, even to my mother. He's more helpful than my brother sometimes. So far, he he has proven that he's a really good guy. And he seems to be very caring of my sister. So our next one actually comes from Krishan herself. We talked about her first heartbreak, which actually turns out to be very similar to mine. Uh, She said, my first heartbreak was my best friend, Anna. She and I shared all the same interests. We even agreed that Jeff Hardy was our soulmate and we were both going to marry him. That's right, you guys, Jeff Hardy. These girls were watching wrestling and they were in love with Jeff Hardy from the Hardy Brothers. She says, for junior high, my family moved and I had to go to a different school. I did not think much of it, but she gave me her number and I planned on staying in touch, but I lost her number in the move. That summer, I realized how important she was and it broke my heart that I no longer had my friend. I note, do you have an idea how many Annas there are? I have not been able to find her. I don't even know her last name. Okay, so when we talked about this, I was like, oh my God, let me know what your first heartbreak is, blah, blah. She's like, I don't know. Like I, And I said, it doesn't have to be like in a relationship, just the first time your heart was broken. And then that's when she told me about Anna. It made me think, I wondered like how many people, if they think about it, how many other people can say, hey, my first heartbreak was me and my best friend breaking up. And it's wild. I've seen this somewhere. I don't know if it was Facebook or Twitter or both where it says like one day you and your childhood friends just didn't go outside anymore to play. And that's like the saddest day, right? And I thought to myself like, oh my God. Yeah, that that's what this is. Like you are bestest friends. They're basically your sister or your brother. And then all of a sudden you don't even know it sometimes, but that is the last day you're going to talk. That is the last day you're going to see each other. So heartbreaking. Uh, but yeah, and you know, for Krishan, it's very hard for her to make friends because she not like she's not, it's not like she's not approachable. She's just not the kind of person that's going to be like, oh my God, you're my best friend. Let's be best friends. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like you always have to initiate things with her. She's a total Virgo and an introvert. So she's like double the bad. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. If you're ever going to introvert, JK, it just, it goes to show how much it, once she told me this, it, it went to show that she, this was a heartbreak for her because it took a lot for her to even admit that her best friend now is gone and now she has to make new friends. But anyway, that was another best friend. Heart- this next story is from an anonymous friend. Uh, she said, my first love was when I was 14 years old. We were, we met at the park when I used to play soccer. He was 15 years old and we started talking and he finally asked me out. So we dated for three and a half years. He was my everything. I swear, I thought I was going to marry this guy. I wanted to have a nice wedding, have four kids and be happy. I had everything planned in my head at 15. Before my senior prom, I found out he was going to be a dad. 
That broke my heart, especially because I was saving myself for him till we got married. And I also thought he was doing the same, but I guess he was having sex with other girls while we were dating. He broke my heart. You have no idea. I cried for him day and night. I had to go to prom by myself and it was the worst. He was the first person I ever loved and we had good times. I mean, I was 14 and you think you know everything and you have everything figured out. Okay, so I know uh, her personally, and when I read that, I was kind of just like, oh, no, she's because she's so nice. She's one of the nicest girls I've met. She's super sweet. She's super cute, and I could just imagine somebody being that fucking mean to her. Come on, three and a half years, and then you're going to be a daddy? I don't know. That just broke my heart. But just so that everybody knows, she has a great life. She doesn't have those four kids, but she does have kids and they are super cute. And I know she's happy and she has a good life. So it worked out in the end. And thank you to her for sharing her story. Our last story comes from an anonymous friend. And it is a story about her first crush, first love, first heartbreak, all in one, but also about karma. So if you don't like a story about karma, I suggest you don't listen to this story. Here we go. She wrote in and said, so I was a cheerleader in high school and he played football at a different high school. He was a year older than me. I lost my virginity to this guy when I was 16. So this is the guy I thought I would be with, I would be with for the rest of my life. He was tall, handsome, had a job, athletic build, so sexy to me, and he was kind of funny. I always had a good time with him. One winter, I went to Mexico and back. But when I came back, the first thing I see on his MySpace is a picture of him and another girl. He was kissing her on the cheek and they were at his house. I lost it, completely devastated and dramatic with I'll never love again, blah, blah, blah. That hurt me for such a long time, like years and years and years. Then he left that girl and would still hit me up for sex, which I would go over until one day he just didn't interest me anymore. So I stopped replying to him, changed my number, and years and years went by. Now the year I got married, I would dream of him. Like months before the wedding, he started appearing in my dreams, which was so weird because I have never even thought of him anymore. He no longer crossed my mind. I've never ran into him anywhere or anything. Like I knew nothing of him. And in these dreams, he would tell me not to marry my husband and he would hold my hand and try to take me with him. Now the karma actually comes from her finding out through the grapevine that he is now married uh, but looks like complete shit, has gained over 200 pounds. He is bleeding from his butt. He's having a really hard time. He is very ugly now. And that's just the karma, you know? I always think about this. I know a lot of people in high school were complete assholes and they could be in high school. They looked good. They were hot. They were, they were top, they were on top, you know, they were popping, but you know, the person you are in high school is not going to be who you are forever. So this goes to show that you really need to be careful how you treat others because you're not always going to be 
this hot shit and clearly it didn't go so well for him. And the person that wrote in, she has always been a very hot girl. She's been top notch, you know, and I would have not treated her like shit in high school because again, she, she was very pretty. She is very pretty. She's hot. She's always been super nice and fun to be with. So I just can't imagine, you know, willingly treating someone like that. But then again, I'm not a guy. I don't know how that is, but it's very common, clearly. Finally, I just want to say thank you to her for writing in. I really loved listening to that because as you as I've as I've mentioned, I am not a big fan of guys treating women like trash. And it was nice to see that she found out how he was doing after all these years. But with that being said, I can't imagine having to bleed out from your butt from your butt. Whew, sounds painful. Anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening. I will talk to you guys all next week. I hope you guys enjoy this one. It is a little bit longer than the last one, but there was a lot of good stories and I had to include them. I will be sharing our next topics on Instagram. So make sure you're following the podcast and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening.